speak English, Doc. We ain't scientists. But who needs science and learning when you have hot takes and fun facts instead? Hello and welcome to the Tennis Podcast, the show where we guess each other's top tennis list every week. Once again, joined by that old scientist himself, Alex Johns. Alex, how are you doing? Not a scientist. You're not? No. I'm just some fucking guy. I've been telling everyone I know you're a scientist. That's my whole shtick. I'm just some fucking guy. You know, you get all these doctors and podcasters in on here, and I'm just some fucking guy. And I, guy, I, really, yeah. I really think that resonates with your, uh, with your folks at home. You might not have the doctor credentials or the podcast to plug, but I think you are the smoothest, like physically smoothest of all the guest sidekick hosts I've had. I am pretty smooth. You got me there. I think you could put your ass up against any ass of any sidekick host and yours is the smoothest. You know, let's do that. Let's have a poll. Let's just take a picture. Every sidekick host, just send you a, send a picture of your ass. Should be no different than any normal text conversation you have. Yeah. I think my wife will love that, getting all these asses sent to me. Let's yeah. get down to it. Get down to brass tacks. Buster will just send his face and no one will blink an eye at it. <laughs> it's just normal. <laughs> Alex, tell us something new happening in your life these days. Anything, big or small. Yeah, um, it's just same old, same old here at the at the the Alex household, right? Still got the two kitties and family's doing good. How's your family? You know, more well, importantly, how's Brandon's inflatable family doing? We haven't checked in on them lately. Yeah, I have been avoiding bringing that up, but since you asked, I I heard they popped. I heard they popped bad. Yeah, all of them. That's awful news. Yeah, all of them popped. Every single last one. You know, I always I don't even wondered, want to tell you what he what he did with the bodies but did we ever uh, get to the bottom were the inflatable family also powered by body elves or is that just organic beings are you i mean be serious for a minute alex you think hey, these it's, inflatable it's a no you're being ridiculous of course the body elves are only inorganic beings gotcha the inflatable family they weren't real alex they were inflatable balloons that brandon was pretending to be real because he couldn't have a real family you know what i think I think they're just a bunch of hot air. <laughs> All right. I'm segueing out of that shit. Alex, <laughs> you fucking idiot. Um, today, I'm going to introduce the topic with a question. Oh, this is new. I ran a poll on my Twitter. To the fine folks at home, you can follow me at the Nick Amel on Twitter and on at the Nick Amel on Twitter. I asked, within the next 200 years, Will there be a real Terminator-esque war of humans versus machines? So before you give me your opinion, you haven't seen Terminator. I remember you telling me that. You get the basic plot. Yeah. Machines I, I become self-aware and they, mm -hmm. just, they, yeah, try to take out all humans. Classic sci-fi trope. Love it. Yeah. What do you think my followers said? What percentage? And this is, this is not like, could it happen? Should it happen? It's, will it happen? So this is a yes or no, years. and you're looking mm -hmm. for a percentage of a yes vote, basically. Yeah. Uh, 60% think that it will happen. No. No? 46% think it will happen. The majority, 54.3%, think no. I was close. 200 years is a long time. Yes. In the, well, I mean, in the grand scheme of the world, it's not a huge time. But in the grand scheme of the human race, it's a, it's a long time. Do you think it will happen? No, I don't. What's stopping you? Do you What's think it won't me? happen? Because, yeah, like, what, what reason is that? Because I think it's possible. I think technologically it's a possibility, right? I think technology will be a possibility too, but I think that humans will have enough safeguards on their systems to prevent something like that from happening. 
But what if one of those humans is evil and wants to fuck up the human race, and so he turns off those safeguards? Well, then we'll we'll need someone to stop him. <laughs> Somebody call Will Smith. <laughs> okay, so my answer is: Could it happen? Yes. Will it happen? No. Okay. So I guess I I guess I agree with you. I think if I were to expand it into a thousand years, maybe I'd give it a more definite yes. But two hundred, I think we'll keep it under control for that amount of time. But would you agree that if this happened and there was a Terminator-esque war between humans and machines, do you think that would make some news headlines? Like, would that be kind of big news? Do you think? I think it would be big news. You think so? Yeah, depending on the you know which news outlet is reporting yeah. it, right? Fox News would be reporting like the latest Democratic president wearing a different colored suit. Yep. While every other news outlet is like, we're fucking dying, hide your children. <laughs> yeah, probably not too far off. Well, I ask you that because uh, I know you're a nerd, like, like hey. way a nerd. Hey. Big nerd. Whoa. No, that's okay. Tons of nerds listen to the show. It's okay. If you're a nerd, just fucking unsubscribe from this show. Well, don't do that because I'd have no one left. <laughs> but I'm a nerd too. And... I know you like science-y stories and sci-fi. The last time you brought a list, well, besides, the, besides episode 200, the last list you brought was the sci-fi film. So, I said, let's review the biggest science headlines of the year. Oh, that's fun. Science-related headlines. So, these are not sci-fi. These are science, things that happened. Okay. So, uh, this is the past 12 months. Well, it's the year 2022, January through December 2022. These are the discoveries and events that marked a major year in science. So, this is an editorial piece from Smithsonian Magazine. So this is an opinion list, but it's a solid list. I think a lot of people would be fine with the list. And Smithsonian is a pretty credible source. It's major, you know, authority in this space. I also pulled a few supplemental stats from The Guardian, Big Think, and PBS. So Alex, is science real or is it a big hoax perpetrated by the liberal elite? You know, I think the jury's still out. Yeah. I'm keeping an open mind and let's just hope that it's But see, that's how real. they get you with the open mind. That's true. I remember growing up, I grew up in a very religious household. I was told, and I believed with all my heart for a long time, that if you open your mind to the devil or to demons, then you're vulnerable to the devil and demons. So like, if, you were, to, if you were to watch a demon possession film, I was told, mm -hmm. that's opening doors in your mind that are going to let the devil in. Were you told the same thing? Yeah, that's how he gets you. Yeah. You got to close yourself off. No learning. Just, you know. What if that was true, but our parents didn't know that when the devil does get you, when he gets inside and gets you, he really just tickles you. Just tickles you real bad. Yeah, it's, it's not as bad as they think, you know. He's handsy. I've been yeah. tickled by the devil. It's, it's great. <laughs> would recommend. Yeah. Open oh, you your would. eyes to the devil, everybody. Five stars out of five? Five okay. stars. Yeah, interesting. Uh, well, let's dance with the devil today. These are the top 10 biggest science stories of the year 2022. Uh, I think you could get most of these. I might have to help you with two or three, but what jumps to mind is something big that happened in the science world. So the first one that jumped to mind would be the, uh, the NASA DART mission. Uh, this is the one where they crashed a satellite into an asteroid to knock it out of its orbit. Is that one on the list? It is. It's like sci-fi shit, right? Like that's a movie plot. Yeah, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. I, I watched it live. I, I read a lot about it. Told you it was a nerd. Hey, you shut up. It was basically, so it was a small asteroid that was in orbit around a bigger asteroid, and they aimed it at this smaller asteroid to basically knock it out of alignment. 
And so they had all their fucking Earth-based telescopes looking at it. They rammed this thing, like, direct hit right into the asteroid. And it took them a few days to figure it out, but it ended up altering the orbit. As So it kind of served as a proof of concept that if we were ever going to be, you know, hit by an asteroid, we could deflect it. You know, you don't need to destroy it. You just need to deflect it enough to where it's not going to hit Earth. So did you want to do the rest of the show? I mean, because I have no notes left to read now. Yeah, let's just let, let me let me just uh, let's just trade places. You give me the yeah, notes yeah. <laughs> and you start guessing. Well, that's kind of what it feels like. But to your last point about uh, you just got to affect the trajectory, that's true. And you don't even have to affect it that much. Like even mm-hmm. a huge asteroid, just knock it over a couple feet or maybe even a couple inches. And because of the distance it travels, that will put it out of danger. I mean, you may not even need to knock it a distance. You may just need to hit it with enough force to slow it down a little bit, reduce the momentum. Mm -hmm. Space is is big and weird. Allegedly. 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 We don't actually know. Right. I mean, how big could it be in the just seven to 10,000 years that it's existed? I mean, get real. So even though Alex basically spoiled the whole damn thing, I do have a few extra notes. Oh, this yeah. happened what in September. The spacecraft they crashed into this asteroid cost $300 million, which is in Trump the world change. of NASA, that's nothing. But like yeah. $300 million just for this one test mission. It's crazy. It launched this asteroid at 14,000 miles per hour on purpose into the uh, demo. How do you say? Demorphos. Dimorphos. Is that how you say it? Dimorphos. Yeah, something Dimorphos. like that. That's the asteroid's name. It was 500 feet wide. Uh, and they did that to alter its trajectory. So there is an image. I'll include an image in the show notes, a link to the image, but an image that the spacecraft took of the asteroid right as it was preparing to crash into it. Yeah, wasn't that cool? Yeah. And so it took NASA two weeks after the crash to figure it out, but they said that they dimorphos orbit around its sister asteroid, the bigger asteroid, was shortened by 32 minutes exceeding NASA's benchmark goal by more than 25 times. So they just wanted to slow the orbit over its bigger asteroid. They did it. Yeah. And they said, just like you said, this was a test to see if they could do this in the future on a, you know, humanity on the line basis. And there's currently about 2,000 asteroids that are identified as potentially hazardous due to their size and proximity to Earth's orbit. None pose an immediate risk. Yet. But now we're ready for it if it does. But, you know, if it would they tell us? That's what I want to know. That's a good question. Yeah. I mean, now that they know this technology works, it might be in their best interest to just not tell the general public and just figure it out, you know? Or they tell us after the fact. Yeah. Tell us, hey, we, by the way, we saved you. Yeah. Like, I think the mass panic that it might ensue uh, would be more trouble than it's worth. Maybe. I mean, did you see Don't Look Up on Netflix? I did see Don't Look Up. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Everyone should It is watch a great it. movie. But there's a chance it's kind of like that where. Yeah. People aren't taking it seriously. Okay, well, that's the NASA DART mission. Yeah, where was this on the seven. list? It's number seven. seven. And we're not done with NASA on this list. Okay. Remind me, this was Smithsonian that ranked these? Yeah, Smithsonian. The fuck do they know? I know, right? You know, I, I want to get yummydogs.com's opinion <laughs> on the top ten. I w- well, I did check hotdog.org, spent a okay. lot of time there searching through every yeah. tab. I thought maybe there's a hidden science list on this website somewhere. No. Next thing I knew, I kind of blacked out. And when I came to, I was naked in my office with like hot dogs all around me. I don't Half know what happened. the best of us. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's more NASA on the, this list, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. 
I'm going to go away from NASA real real fast. What about anything related to nuclear fusion? Hmm. Uh, I do have nuclear fusion. Uh, It's actually number one on this list. Okay, I figured it'd be high, like top three. They named this a fusion breakthrough that could advance clean energy. Right. So did you know every fucking note on this one already too? You want to just say the whole thing or did you want me to? I honestly, I saw the headline and it was one of those where like, I should really take a look at that because I know nuclear fusion is like the big, you know, uh, that's going to be the aha, right? It's going to save the, you know, energy field or whatever. But I, I never actually looked into what happened. <laughs> well, so, good. Enlighten me. Because I didn't either until right now when, I'm, when I did this research. Scientists have long believed that nuclear fusion could be the key to slowing the effects of climate change by reducing humanity's reliance on fossil fuels. Now, what I've never understood about fossil fuels is, like, shouldn't those fossils be in a museum? Why are they... I don't... It belongs in a museum! <laughs> Alex, I don't understand why they're trying to use dinosaur bones to fuel our power, but... It's not going to get your car very far if you throw fucking rocks back there. <laughs> I mean, last time I went to the gas station, I opened the pump and pressed the trigger to get gas coming out, and a dinosaur tail just, a T-Rex tail just fell out of it. Not going to do you any good. <laughs> and then I realized my mind was open to the devil, and I became demon-possessed. That's how he gets Because you. after all, the devil, <laughs> the devil put dinosaurs here. The theory that some people actually believe is that dinosaur bones were hidden by the devil to... <laughs> to sway us from God. I can't even get through it. To fool humans. But if you're going to do that, then why not just create the dinosaurs in the first place? What difference does yeah. it make in that case? Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're skipping a step here. <laughs> Whatever, man. I don't get it. <laughs> okay, but so nuclear fusion. This atom fusing process that powers the cores of stars seemed like a golden opportunity for generating zero carbon energy on Earth. Sounds like hippie shit, but I'm, I'll, I digress. I'm here for it. For at least 30 years, nuclear researchers had been unable to initiate a fusion reaction that produced more energy than the energy required to get it started. But on December 5th of 2022, so very recently, a team of scientists at the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory did just that. As nuclear physicists would say, they achieved ignition. Now, it went into how they did it, but I was getting lost, so I summarized it by saying, They used 192 laser beams and precious metals like gold, hydrogen, and diamonds to initiate a shockwave that blasted the hydrogen isotopes with x-rays fusing them together. Do you get all that, Alex? Yeah. Basic stuff. In the near future, the military might benefit the most from this advance. Using data from this experiment, experts could model explosions of the country's nuclear weapons, effectively estimating how much power warheads still have without needing to conduct real-world explosive tests. Oh, man, that's Which, great. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that like we have to think about nuclear war immediately, but it is a good thing that we don't have to do actual real tests, perhaps, in the future and, you know, devastate communities. The, you know, the great thing is like, hey, we can power power plants with this kind of stuff and reduce our reliance on fossil fuels. Uh, no, no, let's just go imitate nukes. That's yeah. <laughs> the best thing we can do with it. Well, in order to get anything done, you have to show the U.S. government how it can help us in war. Right. Basically. Pretty much. So, if that's what it takes, then that's what it takes. Yeah. So, as for clean energy, though, a nuclear fusion power plant is still decades down the line, not likely to come to fruition until at least the 2060s or 2070s, according to experts. So, around the time, Alex, we're in our 70s or 80s, 
And Brandon and Brad Choma are long fucking dead. Like long, long dead. dead. Like decomposed skeletons in the ground. Mm-hmm. By that time, perhaps we'll have a nuclear fusion power plant. One can only hope. Some of the logistics that need to be ironed out are the vast space and impractical quantity of power required to run such facilities. So that's kind of what they're working on. Yeah. You know, in the, that show, The Expanse, I keep trying to tell you to watch, yeah. uh, all of the spaceships are powered by nuclear fusion devices. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what allows them to basically keep going infinitely. What I want to know about nuclear fusion, one of the big problems is that they don't have enough power to start. They, they can't produce more power than it costs to start. Right. But I'm going to guess that these scientists running these experiments have not been around a Dr. Buster booty clap because I think there's enough power. There's enough oh. gamma rays. There's oh. enough... Gamma rays. There's enough earth, <laughs> earth disturbance. Like dimensions are like coming in and out, like overlapping each other. When that booty gets clapping and it gets going, he can't even stop it once it gets going. Now I'm sitting here just picturing like shock waves, you know, your normal stuff. I didn't even consider gamma rays. <laughs> gamma rays. And I think even like it could imitate like solar power as well from the sun. Yeah. Like, I mean, I the possibilities are endless. So, the problem with the booty clap, though, is it's so, like, exhausting and physically draining to Buster, he can't keep it up long enough, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just so like we, the problem, you know, it, it takes more energy than it produces. Same yeah. with Dr. Buster, you know? But if we could just find up. a way, the root cause of this, we need to find a way to clone Dr. Buster, create an army of Dr. Busters, line them up on the edge of the earth, and then get them to all booty clap at the same time. Although the danger in that is it might propel the, that very planet of Earth like through space. We will be thrown off our orbit and <laughs> flung into deep space to freeze in the ever-expansing abyss. But it might be worth it to see that booty go. <laughs> Honestly. It's a hell of a booty. Hell of an ass. Ghost stories are always scarier when they're told by the very people who experience them. Hi. I'm Becky. And I'm Diana. And we're the hosts of the Homespun Haints podcast. We talk to people just like you who have come face to face with ghosts, demons, haints, and other strange paranormal phenomena. All of it makes for a chilling good time. So grab yourself a sweet tea, turn off the lights, and listen to some eerie true ghost stories on Homespun Haints wherever you get your podcasts. I'm not scared. Are you? So you have number seven, the NASA DART mission. Number one, nuclear fusion. All right. I'm going to jump back to NASA. Uh, I know there is some stuff done this year regarding going back to the moon. Yeah. Is that anything moon related on this list? Yes. So number four is a successful mission that took the United States one step closer to returning to the moon. In November, NASA launched its most powerful rocket to date. Don't tell me the name. That's, uh, fuck. What is the name? I don't remember. Tell me the name. <laughs> you told me not to tell you. Uh, I, 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 I lied. I'm not telling you now. Is it Artemis? You. It's Artemis, yeah. Artemis oh, okay, 1 okay. was an uncrewed test of the equipment that will be used on the crewed Artemis 2 and 3 missions, the latter of which will bring astronauts to the lunar surface for the first time since the first moon landing was a huge conspiracy. <sighs> don't get me started. I don't really believe that, by the way. 
This initial mission, the Artemis 1, scrutinized how the heat shield of the crew capsule Orion would hold up against the 5,000 degree Fahrenheit temperatures generated upon re-entry and provided an opportunity for NASA to collect data on the possible health effects of space radiation. So, was this shit not an issue the first time they went to the moon in the 60s? I mean, I think it's always been an issue, but that's why They're the smarter about it now. moon visits are so infrequent, right? But like, our ultimate goal is to make a base on the moon. You got to figure that shit out before, you know, you put permanent human settlers and scientists up there. Yeah, well, and time is of the essence. I feel like, I feel like we're behind. I feel like we should have had a base on the moon already. Oh, clearly. Yeah. But so over 20, 25 days, this capsule, this unmanned capsule maneuvered out of Earth's orbit, released small satellites carrying science experiments, sent back breathtaking images of the Earth and moon, and completed multiple flybys of the lunar surface. It flew farther away from Earth than any spacecraft built for human occupancy had flown before. We have sent spacecraft further into space than this. Correct. But we have never sent spacecraft that is intended to someday house astronauts this far from Earth before. Hmm. That's cool. I could probably look it up. I don't have it here, but when does Artemis 2 take place? I'm going to look it up real quick. Yeah, Artemis 2 launch date is May 2024. Wow, that's only a year uh, away. Yeah. So we'll be back on the moon. I'm kind of blown away that our dumbasses had the technology to live broadcast a moon landing in 1969 back to Earth, right? Right. You know, these fucking assholes, they can't even wipe their own asses. They're out there, <laughs> out there shitting, shitting in the street. streets. <laughs> they're bloodletting with leeches. Fucking got ghosts in their blood. and yeah. They're throwing buckets of blood and shit out their window onto the cobblestone streets. But this fucking asshole could beam a transmission from the surface of the moon all the way back to Houston. I mean. Yep. Wow. Humans are incredible. Well, it's just yep. like back in those bathing in the same ponds that you shit in times of the uh, old humans. You still had the Galileos of the world and the Da Vinci's of the world discovering this shit. So yeah, there's always wild. there's always those diamonds in the rough. Mm-hmm. Um, so after 25 days, this spacecraft splashed down successfully off the coast of Mexico's Baja, California. And next in the agenda is the Artemis One in May 2024, where well, man will one. return to the moon. Oh, sorry, Artemis Two, where where man will return right. to the moon. Fun. Do you know if they've selected the crew yet that's going to go to the moon? Does it say anything like that? Uh, it's possibly. I don't know, though. Okay, that's fine. Just yeah. curious if it had it. I could probably tell you in like 10 seconds. Hang on. Mm-hmm. It says here, the crew is all TBA, but it's going to be three Americans and one Canadian. Oh, is it Brad? <laughs> Brad could do some uh, doomsday research yeah. in the flesh on the moon. You know, I got a bone to pick with Brad. Oh, yeah. Don't we all? But what's your bone? Yeah. Didn't he reach out on Twitter and said that there was, he was working on some f- game or something and he wanted me to like play test it? I never heard anything about that. Yeah, that is right. That He did do that, didn't he? Yeah. So Fucking Brad. Brad, if you're listening, I got a bone to pick with you and your game. Unsubscribe. And don't take that bone and try to use it as fuel for your car. We've already discovered. It doesn't decided, work. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. And it lets the devil in. But yeah, I mean, we don't have time to go through all the bones I have with Brad. Right. Number one, from Canada. Hello. They do have a better healthcare system. They do have better fucking everything except weather. Let's just call it. Like That's it true. That's true. I like to give Canadians a hard time, but in reality, I am jealous of Canadians. Fucking jealous. There, I yeah. Said it. yeah. 
Uh, so there's, there's, believe it or not, there's one more NASA on this list. Oh God, what the hell is NASA doing this year? Um, and it's a really obvious one. I think you'll... Is it Mars related? No, but... No? It is deep space. Oh, oh, uh, you're going to have to tell me. There's something with one of those like far out shuttles they send, right? To like take Mm-mm. pictures and stuff like that. No? Well, well, you're kind of right, but it's not a shuttle. It's a telescope. Oh, the James Webb telescope. The James Webb telescope. Duh. Yeah, yeah. that was this year. That was yeah. early-ish in the year, right? Well, it's kind of throughout the year, but it started in July. Okay. Well, July is when they released, when NASA released the first series of breathtaking images from the groundbreaking $10 billion telescope. I'm going to put some images in the show notes to some of these images, but they are incredible. They show the deepest, sharpest infrared image of the distant universe that's ever been taken. A snapshot of turbulent region of starbirth and death, and an image showing the presence of atmospheric water vapor on a planet 1,150 light years from Earth. Wild. The fact that we can see that in a telescope is just incredible. That's wild. Uh, this is number 10, if I didn't say. This should be higher, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I go back and forth on that, because is it more impressive than the nuclear fusion stuff? No. I mean, I think it's cooler in the now. In the short term, it's way cooler, but yeah, I don't think it's as groundbreaking. I feel like that mission to the moon is a little high. Like, sure, it's great, but like, it wasn't manned. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's beside the point. Yeah. Did you know you can go on and like request the James Webb telescope to like look at something? Yeah. Like you can just request it to NASA and like they'll fucking review it and like figure it out. Like they're making it very clear that like this belongs to the public, right? It was funded by tax dollars. So if the general public wants to see something, they're going to point it at it. I think that's cool. It is cool. And data from this telescope will help researchers understand how early galaxies formed and grew and detect signatures of life on other planets. The telescope is far from finished with its work as it will likely deliver more astronomical presence for years to come. If it is very cool, and that, that image, everyone should look at it. If you haven't already seen it, you probably did, because it was big news when this first happened. But yeah, we can see the presence of atmospheric water vapor on a planet over 1,100 light years away. That means that light took 1,100 years to get here. That's so far yeah. away. We're peaking in the past. Crazy. Doesn't that blow your mind? When you yeah. look at those images, it happened all that time ago. Just crazy. I could talk about it all day. That stuff fascinates the shit out of me. But we'll move on. So I'm going to give you a hint here. We talked a few minutes ago about how Dr. Buster, or perhaps an army of Dr. Busters, simultaneously booty clapping could be the answer to nuclear fusion. It could also propel Earth into the deep, dark space. Yeah. But what else could it do? It might also cause natural disasters on planet Earth, yeah? This is true. Does that remind you of anything that happened last year? So natural disasters would count as a science headline, huh? Mm-hmm. What the hell happened this year? It was very early. It was January 2022. Was it like a big hurricane or something like that? Kind of. I'll tell you. It was the Tonga eruption, number nine. The mid-January eruption of... <laughs> this is going to say... This is the real name. Hunga Tonga Hunga... <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, Nick. I'm not even done. <laughs> say the real name. <laughs> hunga Tonga Hunga Hapi Pai. <laughs> You're just butchering this indigenous language here, Nick. That's what it says. Proud of yourself. Hunga, Tonga, Hunga, Hape. And I want to know how Hunga those people are now. 
Well, the Hunga Tonga Hunga Harpe volcano in Tonga generated nearly 50-foot tsunami waves that hit the country, damaging more than 100 homes and killing three people. The explosion, which was, listen to this shit, the explosion of this uh, volcanic eruption was hundreds of times more powerful than the atomic bomb dropped on Hiroshima. It created a shock wave that circled the earth for days. It all began with rumblings on January 14th, just like a lot of times with Buster's booty claps, you'll start hearing some rumblings. Mm-hmm. But yep. the main event, the most powerful eruption, booty clap, the most powerful eruption of the 21st century occurred on January 15th. The caldera of the volcano sits roughly 500 feet below sea level, and when it lit up, it sent a three-mile-wide plume of steam and ash as high as 35 miles into the sky. It's insane. But there's even more insane here. Well, I'll pause. Any reaction to all that? I'd never heard of this. I did not hear... Did you know about this before researching the list? It's possible I saw headlines at the time, but, like, you know. I mean, I feel like I... Like, this should be national headlines. Like... Global headlines. And I, I, I mean, it was. It was yeah, global maybe. headlines, but... Know. We probably had a school shooting or something that day that was stealing headlines, you know? Or, you know, Biden might have worn the wrong fucking suit and ate a weird ice cream cone. <laughs> yeah, but the people of the Hunga Tonga Hunga Haiapai volcano region... <laughs> you will not convince me that's the real name. That's the fucking name, I swear to God. They did not forget. I'm sure they didn't. Listen to this, though. Research from NASA... I guess they're on this list four times, technically, because of this. But research from NASA showed that the event sent enough water vapor into the air to fill 58,000 Olympic swimming pools. So just the water vapor that was shot up into the air from this volcano, 58,000 Olympic swimming pools worth. I often hate when, like, people do the whole, like, oh, it's, like, the size of 8,000 bananas, or, you know, but, but that really does help put it into perspective, because you can, you can visualize an Olympic swimming pool, and I can visualize 58,000 of them. That's nuts. Well, you can also visualize 58,000 bananas, to be fair. You're just being difficult. That's true. I'm just being an ass. <laughs> I just want to hear you say hunga tunga bunga again. It's hunga tonga hunga. Hunga's in there twice. Hunga's in there twice? Oh, man. Hunga tonga hunga hiapai. Hunga tonga hunga hiapai. And it's in Tonga. Oh, that's the language? or that's Hunga the... tonga hunga hiapai in Tonga. No, Tonga's the place. Is that a country? That's a question. <laughs> Where is it? Where is Tonga? Let's see. Africa? It's a country in Oceania. Oh, you know what? That's why it wasn't big. That's why we didn't hear about it, because it happened in a... So, like, over by Australia? I mean, I'm looking at a map. It's, like, in the middle of the ocean, but it is... The continent it's closest to is Australia, but it's still far oh, from uh, Australia. That's a beautiful island. Wow. But that's what... I mean, the, the yeah. population here is... 100,000 on the whole country. And it's a small island, so I mean, I'm sure it's a lot of people, yeah. but it's not a major, like, you know, if this, if this volcano, the same volcano had happened in Australia, I think, I mean, it would have obviously devastated, it would have killed more people, it would have destroyed more homes, yeah. all that. But this volcano in Tonga is still having an effect on the world because the droplets from, you know, the 58,000 swimming pools worth of water vapor in the air, those droplets are going to sit there for five to 10 years in the atmosphere and impact our climate. And though past volcanic eruptions have had a temporary cooling effect on Earth because ash and dust reflect sunlight back to space, 
Due to water vapor's heat trapping properties, this one will likely raise temperatures. Damn. Yeah. So. You can't blame anyone either. That's just natural. So the Hunga Tonga Hunga High Pai Volcano in Tonga will be feeling its effects for many years to come. I'm proud of you for saying that with a straight face. Nothing funny. That's the name, Alex. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Okay. So I mentioned climate. It's going to affect the climate there. What else might have made some headlines regarding the climate last year? Well, that we're fucking it up. (laughs) I mean... I'll take that. Climate protests escalate is number six. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Any specific event? Yeah. Like, okay. Well, yes and no. There's several events and a specific event. So, as we all know, Alex, you might find this surprising. The human toll of climate change is climbing. Yeah. The Hunga Tonga Hunga... Wait. You just had it. The Hunga Tonga Hunga High Pai Volcano eruption sure didn't help matters. No. But even without that, climate change is climbing. So, this year... 2022, devastating floods in Pakistan killed almost 1,700 people. Nigeria faced its worst flooding in a decade. Drought plagued the American West and wildfires blazed through the Amazon. Now, I'm surprised the Amazon corporate headquarters had wildfires blazed through. I wonder how that happened. Yeah, I thought they'd have fire sprinklers. You know, that's, yeah. that's code, right? That was funny, right? I got I to gotta giggle out of it. Okay. Yeah. So, activists have demanded government action for decades, and this year was no exception as their alarms broke through the noise. So you might have heard of some of these. Oh, actually, before that. In the wake of the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change's latest report, which warned that drastic cuts to emissions are required by 2025 to prevent catastrophic climate impacts, scientists worldwide stage demonstrations. Some of these you might have heard of, these demonstrations. Some chained themselves to buildings and even threw fake blood on the facade of Spain's National Congress. I think I heard of that. Other activists took to throwing food at world-renowned masterpieces, from hurling soup at a Van Gogh painting... Yeah, saw that. ...to tossing mashed potatoes at a Vermeer... Oh, I didn't see that. ...smearing cake on the protective glass covering the Mona Lisa... Oh, that's good. ...which is dumb. You just... Okay, smear some cake on the glass. Takes me two minutes to clean that up. Thanks. I'm gonna gonna see the Mona Lisa in March. On my bucket list. Yeah. I'll take a picture for you. Smear some cake on the in the glass. I don't even know if they'd arrest you for that. They'd probably just be like, hey, please stop and also hand over the cake. Yeah. yeah. I hope it wasn't like good cake. No. Are you a cake guy or a pie guy? I'm a cake guy. I, honestly, yeah. I don't like okay. pies. Yeah, I don't yeah. really like pie. I mean, I'll eat it sometimes, but it's never my first choice. Yeah. I'll always take cake over pie. I don't like chocolate cake, though. Every other cake is great. White cake, strawberry cake. Cookie cake. Are you trying to piss me off? I thought we were bonding here for a minute and then you got to throw some stupid shit like that at me that you won't eat chocolate cake. We connect on something and then I just got to put a little stick in your side. That's, that's how our friendship has gone. I like all cake, chocolate cake included, but no, I don't see cakes by their color, Alex. Not all of us do that. White cakes matter. Okay. <laughs> that was good. Okay, but at the 27th annual UN Climate Summit in November, countries used weak language on fossil fuels in a statement. The final agreement called for curbing coal and gradually removing some fossil fuel subsidies, but the total phase-out that many activists called for did not materialize. So we still have a long, hard battle to go on climate change. And Alex, will it ever get better before it's too late? Some might say it's already too late. I think it is too late at this point. That's the problem with these fucking leaders we elect is like, They'll go and say all the right things, but there's no teeth behind them, right? They'll be like, yeah, we would like to do this, but like, there's no 
nothing pushing them. And it's like, sure, the countries can play a part, but like, you got to go after the corporations that are yeah. like just polluting. And I mean, I know there's regulations, but there's ways around them. And I don't know, I can go on rants for days, but like, it's, we need action yesterday. Not to mention lobbying in DC. Yeah. And I saw just recently in Oklahoma where I live and you grew up, I saw some legislation proposed to ban trans performances in front of kids, like drag shows, when, yeah. when kids are present. That's illegal. And I'm like, yeah. no matter how you feel about that, why is that more important than anything regarding the climate? Like, Did you read just, how that law was written? Like the, the specific wording? I might have, but I forget. They accidentally banned clowns. <laughs> oh, no. The fucking clown lobby is not going to be happy. Now I might be for uh, I might be for banning clowns, but but <laughs> it probably said something about makeup, right? Like oh. yeah, it's, it's something like uh, wearing effeminate, flashy makeup or something like that. And like based on that, you know, clowns can't exist. You can't have any kiss concerts. They're not going to happen. They can't even exist, Alex. They're no. going to be wiped from existence. Yeah, in Oklahoma. Yeah. Gotta move. Kids can't come to Oklahoma. Take the clown business up to Kansas. <laughs> well, Kansas will follow. I know Florida has this too, or proposed this at least. I don't know where it is, but yeah, it's just yeah. ridiculous. That's like, the priorities for those guys. Like, I don't support that. But even if you did support that, even you, supporter of that, have to admit that it is way down the pecking order from a lot of other important shit in, in the world. So, yeah, uh, just whatever. You know what pisses me off back to the climate is just like, I hate the whole like carbon footprint concept as in like, oh, me as an everyday citizen, I'm going to make a difference by, you know, using paper straws instead of plastic straws or yada, yada, yada. Like I should feel, you know, bad about taking like two flights a year or something like that. Meanwhile, these billionaires are fucking flying their private jets daily you know you can you got the elon jet tracker i follow it i see every time he takes off his fucking jet like he's constantly in the air you know you got corporations polluting i'm just like don't put it on the individual consumers to do all the work yeah and i'm sure this came from some big oil lobby or something where the whole carbon footprint or climate footprint started thing to like collectivize the whole fucking pollution. Everyone can put their energy into your own individual energy consumption instead of focusing on the real bad guys, which are these major corporations. Yeah, exactly. 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 It's like, you know, you're focusing on like the 5% when it's the 95% is the problem. You know, 95% is coming from like this tiny portion of like billionaires and corporations. Anyway, I could go on for days. And even the billionaires that believe in climate change probably love that fucking half... The world, or at least half the U.S., doesn't believe in climate change, no matter what proof you show them. These fucking billion—they don't care. They're fu- they're all fucking narcissists. They're, they're, show yeah. me th- there's I'll not take. a single yeah. There is not a single ethical billionaire in existence. You would not be a billionaire if no. you had ethics. It's an oxymoron. Like, you can't be a billionaire and have ethics. Yeah, exactly. Fuck them all. Yeah. I hate them. Let me get off my soapbox. Yeah, but Alex, you and I will soon be billionaires from all the merch we're going to sell using the <laughs> promo code Alex at checkout at tennispod.com slash merch. Forgot I made that little recording for you. <laughs> How's that doing? Going okay. <laughs> Good. Billionaires in no time. <laughs> I want to be the very best like no one ever was. Listener, I choose you. We have covered the top 10 most adorable Pokemon in the past. 
But what about the top 10 junkiest? On the brand new Tennis Pod Plus exclusive bonus episode, me and my lifelong friend and Pokemon super nerd, Steven, analyze the top 10 heaviest Pokemon based on their reported weight. And yes, this is the same Steven that has been referenced countless times in past episodes with our mutual friends, Dr. Buster and Alex. This is his Tennis Podcast debut. Sign up to listen now at TennisPod.com slash plus, or if you're an Apple Podcast listener, sign up in just one tap at the top of our Apple Podcast page. When you sign up, you'll also get more than 50 other exclusive bonus episodes, early and ad-free access to all episodes like the one you're listening to now, and much more. So stop poke-wasting your time. Go to TennisPod.com slash plus or Apple Podcasts now. Well, speaking of climate change denial, something else a lot of people denied last year, in recent years. Your sexual advances. Whoa. Talk about a hot take. I'm feeling spicy tonight, Nick. I don't remember a single second denial of that. (laughs) All right. What are people denying? Mm -hmm. What are they choosing not to believe in, no matter what evidence they're shown? Like election fraud or something like that? No, but I mean, same people that believe in that would believe in this. Oh, COVID deniers? Yeah. Vaccine deniers? It's related to COVID. So number eight is Omicron spikes, the COVID-19 variant, and a booster shot is met with ambivalence. So they're like, they're saying that like nobody's getting the boosters anymore? Yeah. I have some stats for you. So it says, okay. in the US, daily average of more than 66,000 cases of COVID-19, this is as of the end of 2022. 40,000 hospitalizations and 426 deaths are still occurring due to COVID-19, as roughly a third of the U.S. population hasn't even finished their primary series of vaccines. But U.S. cases and deaths had dropped by late February of 2022 for a number of reasons, including the adoption of mitigation behaviors by the public. To further help fight Omicron, on August 31st, the FDA authorized boosters targeted at the variant, which also work against previous variants. But by mid-December of 2022, only about 14% of the U.S. population above age five and older had received the updated booster. 14%? 14% have people? received the latest booster. Go get your yeah. boosters. Yeah. I had a, a family member once tell me that a lot of people heard this, but if you got the COVID-19 vaccine, then you could put like a, a coin to your arm and it would it would stick to your arm because it the magnets in your arm where the oh yeah fucking idiot (laughs) now i see why you're so dumb (laughs) got you got that shit in your jeans i might be dumb but i'm just kidding i got some pretty dumb fucking family members too i mean when you when you grow up in oklahoma it's yeah it's it's yeah flip a coin and don't put it on your arm and (laughs) Mm -hmm. you get heads you're gonna be a fucking dummy yeah no uh yeah i got my boosters like right when they came out it's nice. It's right flu shot season. You know, get my flu shot, get the booster. Flu shot in one arm, booster in the other. Good to go. Flu shot hurts worse than the when than the COVID. Yeah, it did actually. Yeah. My wife, who's a actual medical doctor, she says that COVID is spiking in the hospitals right now. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's she works in children's hospitals, so it's a skewed population. But still, we don't got to brag about it, Alex. Kids are getting it. What am I bragging about? Having a doctor wife. Well, yeah, you're you get so all these, rich, you, get, you have this doctor wife, your life's amazing, wow. You got all these doctors on your show. You don't even have COVID-19. I, I've never gotten it. I'm one of the I've few never ones. It my, wife, my wife had it. She caught it from the hospital, but I quarantined her ass in her room and... <laughs> you locked her in there. I never caught it. Yep. I have yet to catch it. 
And I've been exposed, like people have told me later, like, oh, I had COVID when I was with you last week and I would get tested and I didn't have it. Yeah. So it's possible I had it early on and didn't know, but I've never tested for it and seen a positive test result. Same. Look at us. But I am positive that your ass needs to give another guess. Yeah. So we've got three left. I'm missing what, five, three, and two? Yeah, let's do a quick recap. You got 10, the James Webb Telescope, nine, the Tonga eruption in Hunga Tonga Hunga Hapai Tonga. <laughs> you have the Omicron spike and booster shots met with ambivalence. Seven is the NASA DART mission. Six is the climate protests. You're missing five. Four is the moon missions. You're missing three, you're missing two, and one is nuclear fusion. Are there any like technology, like technological advances, like consumer goods type of stuff? No. Okay. What are the topics? Uh, number five and number three are more like uh, archaeological, ancient history Findings. type stuff. Yeah. Didn't they find like a, a really, really preserved woman somewhere? Uh, you're probably thinking Maybe. of number five, which is ancient DNA reveals the first known Neanderthal family. Maybe. Did you see that? Right. I remember seeing this. It was uh, pretty recently. Okay. In one of the latest achievements in the remarkable field of ancient DNA analysis, scientists were able to identify a Neanderthal family for the first time. Okay, pause. So my take on that is they've they found plenty of Neanderthal DNA before, but never like a platonic family. Gotcha. Yeah, in the same location, like, yeah. A team that included Svante Pabo, listener of the show, this year's winner of the Nobel Peace Prize, or not Peace Prize, the Nobel Prize for Physiology. Oh. Or medicine. He extracted DNA from the bones and teeth of 13 individuals who lived in Siberian caves roughly 54,000 years ago. After analysis, they identified a father and a teenage daughter and other probable relatives who may have met a tragic end in a cave. Tools and butchered bison bones were found at the site and they, they got to try to use those bones for fuel maybe. Uh, but they, those butchered bison bones were found at the site, but researchers suspect the Neanderthals likely died around the same time from starvation. So the, this teenage daughter, you think she's like most teenage daughters, you know, just vain, you know, talking back to her parents. Yep. You know, when a teenage daughter now is, you know, wants to ignore her parents, she'll like be on her phone and like roll her yeah. eyes, right? Mm. Teenage daughter... 54,000 years ago in this Neanderthal cave, she was grabbing her like hunk of a uh, saber-toothed tiger leg with meat on it and like yep. gnawing on it and rolling her eyes while she gnawed <laughs> on it. Yeah. Itch in her armpit. Things were different, but things were also the same. This is the content people come here for. <laughs> this is quality content. <laughs> well, the team's results, the team that found this DNA... They added another missing piece to the puzzle of what life was like for Neanderthals who inhabited Europe and Asia for more than 350,000 years before disappearing 40,000 years ago. We still have a lot of unanswered questions about our cousins, the Neanderthals. Isn't that wild? I don't know. Just the fact that, that Neanderthals exist. It's like a sub-branch of humanity, right? That just kind of died. I don't know. I think, I think it's cool. And they were around for 350,000 years. Yeah. So they disappeared 40,000 years ago, which is probably around the time modern humans started coming mm -hmm. around. That means modern humans have not even been around for, I don't know, a fifth of the time that Neanderthals were around. And in all that time, Neanderthals couldn't figure out how to not bathe in their own shit and eat each other. 
Yeah. But we figured out how to get the fucking internet in less than 40,000 years. So I don't know. They didn't have a space program. Yeah. We got bigger brains, I guess. Bigger asses too. Yeah. Well, some of us. Which, what number was that? That was five. If you were to travel back in time and find yourself in a Neanderthal cave with this father and his teenage daughter and whomever else, how would you communicate with them? What would you say? What would be the body language you'd use to communicate that you're friendly? I would uh, approach them, you know, gently yet sternly and just give them a a very, very uh, confident unga bunga. Oh, really? I'll tell you what you could say is you could name that volcano eruption. They'd probably understand you right away. Probably like how you say hello in their language. (laughs) Say it again. Say it again, Nick. Hunga Tonga Hunga High Pai Volcano in Tonga. That's probably some fucking sex act in Neanderthal. (laughs) (laughs) Did they actually have a language or did they just grunt at each other? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They may have. I don't know. But weren't they painting pictures on walls and shit? Yeah. Maybe that's how they communicated. Yeah, yeah. When did language start? Like how? Fucking getting me off into a tangent here. Like. When did early humans decide that different noises that come out of our mouth can be communicatable? That's wild. It's just a matter of time before the apes figure it out. Yeah. Oh my God. Listen to this. Okay. So, Neanderthals disappeared 40,000 years ago. 40,000 years ago. Okay. The oldest recognized language, 3500 BC. Okay. So, 5,500 years ago. So, that means that 35,000 years after the Neanderthals, there was still no language, no recognized language anyway. I bet they were speaking Russian. <laughs> Probably. Da. They're speaking Dothraki. <laughs> These Dothraki. By the way, if you're curious, the oldest proof of written Sumerian, a Sumerian is the, considered the first language, is found on the Kish tablet in today's Iraq, dating back to approximately 3500 BC. Crazy. That's what I should do for a top 10 list is the oldest languages. That's a good Not list. That anybody could fucking guess that. But yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. Get some linguists. Surely there's yeah. you got some fucking linguist podcaster you could reach out to. Hang on. There's only so much nerd I can take on the show, Alex. I'm barely getting through with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm filling your quota here for a whole month. You're going to have to have a bunch of cool guys on next. Like, Oh, no. I'm trying to think. I don't think I know any cool guys. He had a sports guy sometime. He was cool. Mike. Mike is a cool guy. Yeah. The dude that did like the cursed words, that was pretty fun. He was, he was kind of cool. Steve. Yeah, yeah. All right. What, uh, anything else on Neanderthals? They're weird as hell and I wouldn't mind cuddling with one, but I don't want to find myself in a cave when they don't know I'm friendly. Do you know they like interbreeded with, with humans and like yeah, a lot of people humans. these days mm-hmm. have Neanderthal blood? Like if you do like the 23andMe test, sometimes it, like it'll tell you if you have Neanderthal blood. Yeah. I did DNA tests once and it told me I was a direct descendant of Adam and Eve. Yeah. All right, I got two more left to guess. One of them is archaeological based. Yeah, I don't know if you'll guess it, but do you remember back on a semi-recent episode of Tennis Podcast, I had a guest on and we talked about ancient lost cities? Yeah. Is that... Was it... It's one of those? Number three, the lost cities of the Amazon are discovered. And this is important. I'll tell you why in a minute. Okay. For centuries, legends have existed of lost cities of the Amazon, inspiring quests like that of British explorer Percy Fawcett, uh, who had a mission to find a metropolis in the jungle. Fawcett vanished, but this year a scientist with the German Archaeological Institute and his colleagues succeeded where Fawcett likely failed. They attached a light-based remote sensing technology known as LIDAR 
to a helicopter and scan through the canopy of the Bolivian Amazon from 650 feet in the sky. The images they created showed vast urban settlements under the forest around Lanos de Mojos that included monumental platform and pyramid architecture. Raised causeways connected to the urban centers to suburban settlements complete with canals and reservoirs. So pretty advanced civilization down there. The finding reverses the narrative that the Amazon was a mostly wild and sparsely populated landscape before Europeans arrived. Scientists hypothesized that the settlements built by the Casarabe culture were abandoned around 1400, possibly due to drought. Researchers say this find emphasizes the need to study and preserve parts of the Amazon before they are developed. So, a couple of things here. Number one, it was assumed that there were no advanced civilizations in the Amazon, or at least very few. But they found these lost cities here, so you got to rethink the whole Amazon now. And two, you got to find this shit before all the trees are burned down to develop the area. Yeah, that's cool. I wish I knew about this. That's that's cool that they found like advanced cities in the Amazon. Yeah, I don't have a name for this city, but I would just search like lost cities of the Amazon in Google if you want to learn more. Yeah. I'll put some pictures in the show notes. But yeah, it is cool. I, I love lost cities. And for more on ancient lost cities, listen to num- episode number 182 in our extensive archives. Alex, I wish you would end up in a lost city because then you'd have no internet connection and I would not have to pretend to enjoy doing the show with you every week. That was so rude. You feel better about yourself after saying that? I actually feel kind of bad. I shouldn't have said yeah, it. I'm sorry. You should take that back. I take it back. Sorry. <laughs> All right. I'm missing number two. Give me the topic. What's, what's it generally about? Uh, it's not too far off from the COVID-related one. Okay. So... It's a very big, like it was a... very big news. Once you hear it, you'll be like, oh. Another big disease? Yeah. Was it like RSV? No, what's that a disease pretty, that's kind of cute? Like very cute, like my, my ooh ooh ah ah and some bananas and trees. Monkeypox? Monkeypox is number two. It's very cute. Yeah. Well, it's not cute for the many people that died. I forgot about monkeypox. Well, these people did not, Alex. Some of us can think of others besides just ourselves. Yeah, lucky them. Did you know that monkeypox is now, like they officially changed the name to mpox? I did not know that. Like, monkeypox is just the nickname now. Mpox is the actual name. Okay. In May of 2022, doctors in the U.S. detected two cases of Mpox. The disease, which can cause painful blisters on the skin, had also popped up in... Was that a pun? Blisters and then popped up. <laughs> they one. said that the, these diseases had popped up in England, Canada, Spain, Portugal, Sweden, Italy, France. What made these cases different than previous outbreaks is that Mpox rarely spreads outside West and Central Africa but it made its way all the way to America. Researchers noted that more than 90% of cases occurred in men who were sexual or close contact with other men, though the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention notes that anyone in close contact with an infected person at all can contract the virus. So if I'm hearing that right, if you're near someone that has the virus, you could get it. But 90% of those that do have it were gay men. I don't know what that means, if anything. I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't know. Jerry's still out. We need to do some research, some hard research on that. Yeah, I don't do hard research. I don't believe in that. (laughs) In August, the disease Mpox overwhelmed our country's meager preparations and the Biden administration declared Mpox a public health emergency. By December, roughly 30,000 Mpox cases and 20 related deaths were recorded in the U.S., 
more than a third of total cases reported around the world. So more than a third of all global cases of this disease happened in the U.S. last year. Wow. The failure to control this disease was yet another reminder that the U.S. has a long way to go in building a more robust public health infrastructure to deal with potentially disastrous outbreaks. Well, motherfucker, how about we can get any disease that happens, you got to convince half the country that it's a real thing. Right. So it's like, (laughs) we'll always be at a disadvantage as long as that's a thing. Yeah. And not only that, but anybody that gets sick, a lot of people that get sick never report it and never go to the hospital because they can't fucking afford to. Can't afford it because we have a for-profit fucking healthcare system. Yeah. We've done a lot of uh, politic talk today, haven't we, Ox? Yeah. But it's hard not to with this stuff. Politics isn't everything. It is. If someone says they're not into politics, no. Everything is impacted by politics. Yeah. Even shit that affects the whole world, like climate change. Yeah. There's a force of nature around us that is not controlled by anyone. Well, you know, it's influenced by human activity, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And that has been politicized. It is a political weapon now used by both sides. So, yeah, the the COVID-19 was politicized from the beginning. All of it. Yeah, it's a problem. Can't run. You can't hide. We got to go to Canada. Brad, get us to Canada. How do we do it? Get us some fucking passports. No, I have a passport. Get us. What do you need? What do you need? A green card? (laughs) How do you how do you immigrate? How does that happen? You need to bring a glass bottle of maple syrup. I heard if you bring that to the border and you mention uh, something like, how about those maple leaves last night, huh? Eh, eh, you gotta say eh? Yeah. And then they'll be like, oh, I see now, eh. You're just trying to get into our country now, eh. Come on in, eh. And then you cross the border and right there at the border is Brad. Arms wide open, ready to embrace us. I can't wait. Brad, thank you. Thank you for sponsoring us. Yeah. Speaking of sponsoring us, Let's go back through the top 10, Alex. Yeah, let's do it. The top 10 biggest science stories of 2022. Number 10, the James Webb Space Telescope. Number 9, the Tonga eruption in Hunga Tonga, Hunga Hayapai, Tonga. (laughs) Number 8, Omicron and the booster that only has 14%. Booster? (laughs) Booster? I hardly know her. Number 7 is the NASA DART mission. That's the one where they destroyed the asteroid. That's the coolest one on the list. Yeah, I think so too. Number six is the climate protests. I don't know if that, I mean, climate change is a big deal, but I don't know if it's anything new here. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're constantly protesting yeah. our fucking leaders to, to actually do something. Like, I don't know. Number five is ancient DNA reveals the first known Neanderthal family. Number four is uh, the moon missions. So Artemis one, which took an uncrewed mission to the moon. Number three is the lost cities of the Amazon are discovered. Number two is monkeypox, which will turn you into a monkey. Number one is a breakthrough in nuclear fusion, which could advance clean energy someday. But until then, it's going to benefit our military. Yes. What do you think, Alex? I like the list. That was cool. A fun little uh, recap through the year. Learned some things. Got to revisit some things I already knew about. Had a great time. Oh, you have to be, you got to tell us how smart you are, huh? You got a doctor for a wife and now you knew the whole list before we even went over it. Yep. And I got to hear you say, hunga bunga, hunga something. I'm not saying it again, because I think some of those are probably ready to turn me off, but you're you're, you're, you're fucking four subscribers in Tonga right now are about to <laughs> unsubscribe. No, they're gone. The volcano took them out, I think. <laughs> oh, that's why you had to drop in subscribers. <laughs> 
We love our subscribers in Tonga, and we're sorry to everyone who was affected by the damage there, which, which is all of us. Remember the 58,000 Olympic swimming pools up in the air right now? Yeah, yeah, yep. that's a lot. In fact, impacting our climate, yeah. Well, Alex, what do we do now? What do you think the biggest science story of 2023 will be? That's a good question. I don't even have a joke for you. Hmm. Well, let's see. Artemis 2 is 2024. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Moon landing. There's probably something we're forgetting, but I can't think of anything either. Yeah, don't know. Come back a year from now and we'll uh, we'll do this this list again. How about Maybe we'll finally observe those body elves under a uh, microscope. Uh, Hey, there would be the breakthrough that we're all waiting for. Well, we all know they're there. It's kind of like Pluto, planet. We all know Pluto's out there, but none of us have ever seen it. Sure, you can see it. People have seen it. They've, they've taken pictures. You with and the I telescope. haven't seen it. You and I haven't seen it. I mean, not with our naked eyes, but like I've seen a picture of it. Yeah, but how do you know that picture is not doctored? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you and your doctors. <laughs> if you're a doctor, just go ahead and fucking unsubscribe. Fucking unsubscribe. We got enough doctors here between Doctor Buster, Doctor Shiloh, Alex's wife that he can't shut up about. Too many doctors. Too many. All right. Well, where are we? We are on episode 205. Next week is 206. We're going to have the booty clapper himself, Dr. Buster, back to guess a list from me. How is he going to follow this one up? It's a good one. And we had a lot of, uh, well, I can't give any spoilers, but it's a, it's a fun one. It's a, it's a lot more lighthearted than today's topic. Hmm. Hmm. No spoilers. In the meantime... Make sure you get your free month of Tennis Pod Plus at tennispod.com slash plus. We're going to have new bonus episodes coming soon there. Free month. That's a hell of a deal. Yeah. I never got a free month. You don't need a free month. You're married to a doctor. You're rolling in dough oh, probably, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> rolling in dough. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm Nick. He's Alex. I think we're done here. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hunga tonga hunga. Hunga tonga hunga.